0: Hey everyone! Before we start today's show, I want to ask you guys for a favor. I don't know if we've ever asked you to do anything before.
1: We don't ask for much. N-
0: nothing except for this, really,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your undivided attention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it'd be great if you guys could leave us a review. I think it really helps other people find the show. And if you don't know how, we're gonna we're gonna tell you how right now. Are you ready? We're gonna have Laura demonstrate. Oh, okay. So you're on an iPhone. Yes. And you're going to go to the podcast app.
1: Mm-hmm. It's and then, purple.
0: And then you're going to search for, for beta cell. Yep. You're probably already subscribed. So it should be right there. Mm-hmm. And then just scroll down. You'll see ratings and reviews. We got a 4.5. That's mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: okay. I think you guys could do better.
1: Oh, and it just says write a review right underneath. Right
0: underneath. You just scroll down. It just says write a review. You're going to tap the rate us. What do you think?
1: I'm going to give us a five star really? out of five. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think that's fair.
1: I wish there were more.
0: I don't know. You <laughs> could ask.
1: And then you put a little title and your review. What are going
0: to say? Submitted. There you go. Wow. Huh? What are you going to say on the review?
1: I mean, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to okay. go okay. finish at home. Okay. You guys, it takes five seconds.
0: That's it. We're done. If
1: that, it would mean a lot.
0: It would mean a lot to everyone,
1: not just Craig, not just Craig and us. I.
0: So thanks. In advance.
1: And enjoy our episode.
0: Welcome back to Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. This is your semi regular podcast about real things, things diabetes. diabetes. You got it. Yeah. It's not my first rodeo.
1: Well, with the intro it kind of is. Yeah. What's up? How are you? Good. What's Saw my mean?
0: endocrinologist yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah.
1: The famous, the infamous Ann Peters. Yeah.
0: How I think I can know? say that.
1: I I can say it. I've probably not said even it my doctor.
0: Yeah, it um, was great. Come on, it's an interesting thing—the um, relationship with the endocrinologist. I had a a mutual friend of ours, Samantha, mm-hmm. lives on in Orange County. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that she did like a poll thing on Instagram about if people. I don't have anxiety about seeing their endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised with the amount of people who... Said yes? Said yes. Do you feel that way?
1: No, but... Sorry, but I feel like what... I feel like if you have anxiety saying you're endocrinologist, you're more... You, you most likely have anxiety about the feedback you're going to get. Yeah. Or your results.
0: But I think it could come from... Just a bad experience with an endocrinologist. Yeah, I've had a lot. Of, I've had a
1: lot of bad experiences.
0: Who's given you that bad feedback, right? True. And that's why. Um, but it's interesting because on this week's episode of Thicker Than Water with my aunt, she had seen her endocrinologist for the first time since being diagnosed, and so I got to talk to her about that of what what that's like because I don't remember the first, I remember my first endocrinologist, I don't remember the first time I went in, Right. you know, after being diagnosed. And it's, it got me thinking of how, I don't know, I guess it's important to establish like a good relationship or at least a healthy relationship with an endocrinologist, even if that's not the endocrinologist you stick with, but like knowing what job you want your endocrinologist to do. Because even though they're the person who writes our prescriptions and kind of allows us to live, they're working for us, right? right? Like we're the customer. Um, and, you know, I was, I was said something like this to my endo um, about how she's great or whatever. And she said, um, you know, how I guess important like her relationship is with her with her patients and she, you know, a lot of doctors don't get very personal with their, that's you come in, you know, they check your lab, check your A1C, look at your chart and then, you know, you're out the door and she likes these long-term relationships with her patients. Like she sees them for years and years and years. I mean, I've been seeing her since
1: I was just going to ask you.
0: Oh boy. I think 20, 10, fall of 2010.
1: Oh, geez.
0: It's been a long time. Yeah. And I'm sure she's seen other patients for even longer than that. And, you know, she gets, to, you know, when we, we sit, when we first sit down, she comes in, she just asks me like, what's new with life? Like yeah. she wants to know how I'm doing because, you know, to a certain degree, what you're doing in life impacts your relationship with your diabetes. If it's, oh, I hurt my foot and I can't work out obviously that's going to play an effect or if it's, Oh, you know, I got a new job and I'm really busy doing this. That might impact something. But I think for her, it's just, she, she actually really cares about her patients. And she's I told her she most should write a book. Known,
1: the yeah. most want, wanted in the way where people want to be her patient. You think dad. so? Uh, so I've heard in the community, yeah. everyone I've talked to in LA. Yeah. She's I, one of the best.
0: I love her. Um,
1: yeah I've heard only amazing things I couldn't get in I, Even with your referral I, I told tried. her
0: that um, Like all of my successes due to her And she says no that's all due to me And so we just kind of thank each other For doing a yeah, good job Yeah
1: James sees her too Shout out to James Mansfield Yeah not here tonight Not here But you guys only talk Like she's a friend Yeah The way you guys talk about her Is like she's a friend Like I never think about her As your guys as I know
0: Yeah which is weird Yeah but I think it's. I mean, I don't want people to, who don't have that relationship to feel like
1: I don't have that relationship.
0: Well, what's your relationship been like oh my with your God, endocrinologist? Craig. Tell me about your current endocrinologist.
1: I've only seen him once. Okay, he's new. I'm yeah. new with him. Medi-Cal has been the craziest endo journey. Yeah, I grew up when I was diagnosed, and I'm sure a lot of people have had her. My endo was. Francine Kaufman at Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And she was known as the best endocrinologist in, I mean, maybe one of the top in the countries. Yeah. Incredible. She scared the shit out of me. Scared? Scared me. She was the best at what she did. I was terrified of her. I didn't want her to think my number. And I was a child. Like she
0: scared you straight in a sense? No.
1: I was scared of her because I knew that, I knew she knew what she was doing. And like, if I didn't have numbers then I, I knew her reaction to things and she was very strict. Mm. And I knew that if I brought in a logbook, which we used to use were logbooks, yeah. If, if she didn't like my numbers, she was going to tell me.
0: How would she say, tell you?
1: She was very stern. She was a very stern woman. And like, she like commanded a pro- Like she was just a powerful, which she still is. She still does stuff for Medtronic. And yeah. I, I mean, I was with her forever. Um, she was scary. She was scary to the, not scary. Like it was cause I was a little girl. She was like, she was an amazing doctor, yeah. but it wasn't this like friendly relationship. I remember my mom would drive us to children's from Redondo beach and I would hide my log book in the car and tell my mom that I forgot it because if I didn't have it, then she would have nothing to get mad at me for yeah. except for forgetting it. And she wouldn't like go through this whole thing, but she was incredible. Like one of the best doctors I've ever seen. This was just like a weird power thing where she, scared me do you, do
0: you think it was just your interpretation as like a uh, young girl yeah i don't think she scared doctor? my mom
1: like i they were you know what i mean i don't yeah. think she scared adults i was just this little this girl was your perception of it yeah a hundred percent and like i said you everyone wanted to see her
0: did you ever lie
1: i'm sure well i just i just admitted to that
0: well you admitted to hiding your logbook Did you ever just
1: make up numbers yeah uh not to my knowledge I don't ever remember doing that. But then after I saw her, I had this really amazing, I, I got to see UCLA doctors. So I had this really amazing doctor who just did everything for me. Like anything I need, like every time I went, she would give me samples. She was like my Peters. Mm. Like I would text her, and she would like call me while she was on a family vacation if I needed something. Like I remember I had to get my wisdom teeth out and I was freaking out. I'm like, what if I go low? I'm not supposed to eat anything before yeah. and she like called me from her family. I could hear her kids in the background. Like she was committed to her patients. Yeah. And I was so sad when I couldn't go to her once I switched to MediCal. But it does make a huge difference.
0: Have you noticed a difference in your care since switching to Medi Cal?
1: No. If anything, it might be better because I have less trust in my endos and I think I put more weight on myself or I take on more responsibility to make sure my numbers are good Mm. because I don't trust what they're going to say. So I'm like, they're not going to tell you what to do or they're not going to make proper changes that I think are correct. So I need to be already doing them before I wait to go see my doctor.
0: How do you figure out what those changes are?
1: (sighs) I mean, not necessarily. i you just
0: going to say text you.
1: Text you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Not necessarily. T- it's just like before I could go in and tell them, tell her, her name is Jennifer Hahn. Ugh, I miss her so much. But I could just tell her what was going on and to be like, well, let's try this. And I don't trust my endos to even say, let's try something. Yeah. So I think in my head, I kind of just take the step forward. Like instead of waiting to go see the doctor, I'm like, well, what? what do you think a good doctor would say if you went in? And then I kind of just try to do it preemptively.
0: I mean that's kind of good in itself.
1: Yeah, I'm not complain. I mean, my doctor right now is the first one that I've liked on Medi-Cal, and I just I've only seen him once, and um, I'll go see him next so month. So
0: these again. other doctors, what have they? When you go in, like what 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 happened? The bad ones. Yeah,
1: I think we've talked about this when I talked about switching to Medi-Cal. Do you remember this? I went. First of all, I went to one who I was told by my insurance was an endocrinologist. So I kept seeing him. He was always so impressed. Yeah. He was always like so impressed with my care and my care is not that good. That just means that his other patients did not take care of themselves. Um, and I thought he, I was under the impression he was an endocrinologist. So I'd get all my diabetes prescriptions. And then one appointment he comes in and he's like, how, I think you need to see an endocrinologist. I was like, "Well, what are you?" And he's like, "I'm a primary care doctor." So that guy wasn't even an Endo at all, but w- but was giving me my all of my diabetes prescriptions,
0: which is really just the basics of what sure. you need to live.
1: So then he so then I got assigned to an Endo.
0: Yeah.
1: She didn't even know. She had never heard of a Dexcom. Um she like when she saw that I was never on the Never heard of insulin. She didn't know what type 1 diabetes was. No, but the it's true the majority of her patients were type 2. And when I showed her my doc's comment, she like, called all the nurses into the room to come look at it because they like, couldn't believe
0: this thing existed. This thing like you existed, existed, exactly. Time traveler?
1: Yeah, they were like, what is this? And they all, they were like, this is our best patient. I'm like, no, you like the thing with Medi Cal, and this is true, and I don't know if this is an offensive, it, it's the majority of the patients are low income. Well, that's, that's what it, it is. It.
0: It's, it's a version of Medicaid, California's right. version of Medicaid. So you have to make below the poverty line. Right to go
1: right and I (laughs) what
0: nothing you're the one who stopped talking
1: I know because I don't know what I
0: you were saying the patients probably can't afford things like most of the patients are yeah because Medi-Cal doesn't cover Dexcoms
1: right yeah yeah so she didn't know anything, like anything, anything, anything. She didn't know anything. Yeah. So I freaked out. So I just switched again. This guy finally is pretty incredible, this new doctor I'm just saying.
0: Well, one of the interesting things about endocrinologists is that we think endocrinologist is a person with type 1. And we think, oh, that's our diabetes doctor. You're right. Endocrinologist not. is not. And there are few endocrinologists, one of them being mine, who only sees people with diabetes. Most endocrinologists see a lot of other endocrine diseases. Which are what? Like thyroid and stuff like that. Just anything with the endocrine system, right? It's like, it's it's you know, you don't see a lot of doctors that, in general, that specialize in one thing. There isn't just, I mean, yes, you get brain surgeons, but in general, surgeons are surgeons. You don't get, like, big toe surgeons. That's all they do is big toes. Yeah.
1: No, okay, no, but what you're saying, they should... Still, type one diabetes is one of their specialties. Well,
0: so so when you're fi- looking for an endocrinologist, you should f- try and find an endocrinologist who sees a lot of diabetic patients.
1: Try finding an endo. And I don't, I don't know how you do it. System.
0: I'm not going to try, but you could try.
1: I'm not going to try. I found, I found my guy.
0: So, so I think that makes a big difference. Someone yeah. who understands diabetes and. You know, I don't. I don't know what you do if you go to an appointment and you don't like the doctor. Besides, you try and find another one, and you just keep trying. Keep trying. Um, but I think it's important to remember that you can fire them. You can fire your endo.
1: And it's like, not even like fire you're not them. committed, right? But you don't have to have a conversation saying "I'm fired." Oh, firing you just don't make you. another appointment. You literally just don't go back. Ghost them. You ghost that. Ghost your endo. And you go find a rebound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need like a Tinder for endos.
1: I know. No, Ember. yeah. You don't have it, it. Ember. Yeah. You're not stuck. Ember
0: thing. Ember. I like it.
1: You're not stuck. It is your choice who you go see for care. I mean, not mine, because I'm assigned one and I'm not yeah. allowed to go to anyone else besides the name on the card that I get sent. But most people. You yeah. have a, a range. You have a network of doctors.
0: Yeah. So do you like seeing your endo? Not, not no. the endo See, you, specifically, no. but do you like going to the no. endo? No.
1: See, you have this very loving, nurturing relationship with yours. Yeah. I use my endo for one thing and one thing only, and that's prescriptions. Prescription refills. Yeah. And I don't, but the thing is, Craig, when I go in and they do look at everything, they don't tell me to change anything. It's not like I go in and there's a list of things that I should have been doing. I, I've never had a talk where they're like, pretty much they say what you're doing is fine. And then I go, okay, great. Can I get my prescriptions? And I do blood work whenever I need to. And and do you think they're saying a- that
0: because your care is better than the majority of their patients are seeing? And so they say, oh, you know, your a one C's below nine. So you're good to go.
1: No, I don't think it's quite like that. Okay. I think they're very shocked. Actually, I mean, I think that's part what I mean. Of, yeah, I think part of like, what you're oh, saying
0: your your A one C's
1: five point nine.
0: Yeah, like you're you're not awful, right? So you're right. So I don't think they're sitting gonna, there.
1: I don't think they're going to sit there and try to tweak things during. I don't think they're going to say, "Oh, your A one C is five point nine, but it looks like you're going a little high in the morning. What if we bring this down?" Yeah, I don't think they're going to go look into those details. Once they see my overall care yeah. and it is hard. So yeah, you can fire them or go see a new one. Every time you go see a new one, it's a whole
0: to start over. It's, again. You have to
1: start over. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not this like fun thing of like, well, let me try this endo and let me try this one and find the one I like. Yeah, It's like a process and it's, it's frustrating, but I don't see it as like, it's not this big, scary thing to me. I go, I make my appointment every three months and I go and I get my stuff.
0: I think it's important though. Cause I know some people, um, or sometimes on this show, I won't list by name. Yeah. Really drag out when they are, when they see their doctor, like when I see my doctor and do I come you look out forward
1: to it. No,
0: I come out and I say, okay, I need to schedule my three month follow up. Like yeah. I just do it right then and there.
1: You yeah. Know, same. Three months.
0: It's in the calendar. Uh, I ask for the time off work, like in the elevator going down and I'm, I'm good to go. Easy peasy. Um, and I think it's good, even if you're not doing a lot in that appointment, it's a good time to like every three months to sit down and think about what's been going on. Because I, because type one, you're, you're dealing with it minute by minute. And because you're constantly dealing with it, it's hard to take a step back and think, oh, I'm going low every night. Or every time I eat breakfast, I go high and then I correct and then I go low before lunch. Yeah,
1: it is nice to get some fresh eyes on what you're doing.
0: But even if your doctors not going to do it, for you to just do it yourself, to just know every three months, you know, the same way that you'd be like, oh, every first of the month, I'm going to do a deep clean of my apartment. Like having something, some kind of like
1: Well, especially with the CGM, they make it easy because you can download your own clarity yeah. report
0: and you just look and it says oh you know or even if you do the thing where it it sends you like emails or push notifications every week
1: oh i didn't know like
0: didn't. hey we noticed that you you know have had a pattern of nighttime highs
1: does it do that for you
0: i turned it off but you could do that um only be- i turned it off only because part of that um that push notification was your time in range. Yeah. And I would be like, Oh, Hey, this yeah. is your time in range. It's up, you know, 3% from last week. And it makes me feel really shitty when it, when it goes up. And so I'm like, why? Like, this doesn't matter. This yeah. 3% in range doesn't make a difference. People I'm going to remove really- this. Yeah. I'm going to remove this little notification yeah. that could annoy me or piss me off. Or even if it's just for a minute, like, I just don't need that. Like, I know I'm trying to do it every day, but I, I can see why, for some people, having that little reminder. For I mean, you know me. I'm a very...
1: I don't know you at all. What you I don't
0: know, all. know how you would describe me. But, <laughs> but if... <laughs> I think you know how you would describe me. <laughs> if I notice I'm, I go low at night, two or three nights in a row, it. I'm yeah. going to change something. Yeah. Um, but even then... Like, me thinking now, like, what happened today? Like, I don't really remember what my blood sugars did today. And to be able to, every three months, or even every week, or every month, to take a look back and see for yeah. yourself.
1: it's a nice little overview.
0: Um, you know, because usually, I don't know if this is, I don't know. I when? found terrible saying this. But usually when I, you know, see my doctor, she looks at my Dexcom.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: she usually looks in Tidepool. Uh, if you don't know what Tidepool is, I don't know if you know what Tidepool is. Yeah. Okay, you know what Tidepool is. For people who don't know what Tidepool is, it's a website, app kind of thing. Uh, it's a nonprofit.
1: Yeah, I just I've just photographed the creator, remember? Oh, okay.
0: And the whole whole thing is a way for you to upload your data where you can basically own it and control it as opposed to and it's all in one place as opposed to one website for your dexcom one website for your medtronic one website for your freestyle yeah and all these different systems so it's all your data in one place and you own it it's easy to see your do- you can share it with your doctor so your doctor can log in and see it and in all you do on one page heaters? yeah so I have it set up so my Dexcom through Dexcom share automatically uploads. And then when I was in a pump, every time, every morning before I saw her, I would download the data and would have all of my boluses and carbs in there too. Now that I'm on a Frezza, I don't, oh. I'm, I'm, don't log this stuff. It's just a pain.
1: You've changed a lot.
0: It's a pain in the butt. In a good way. Yeah, I think so. It's harder for her. And she pointed out, she's like, you don't log anything anymore, do you? I'm like, no. I was like, I could. And she's like, you could, but it looks like you're doing fine. Yeah. And only because it's that extra step. Like I, you know, you're driving and you're a little high, you take some insulin and then you don't want to like, oh, I should log this in my phone. And then by the time you get home, you forget. And I'm sure I could set up a system on my phone. That would be very easy. I could create some shortcut thing where I press one button and it just logs four units of insulin. Now that I'm thinking about this, it would actually be pretty easy. I could what, probably do this. You would
1: create the app?
0: Not quite an app, like a Siri shortcut or something like that. I, I could actually do this pretty easily. I might do it. I'm probably not going to oh do God, it because then I would because then I would feel like I have to do it every time, and I would feel bad every time I don't.
1: This is like what happened with me and my fitness bout.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's like... <laughs> I, it's like you,
1: I was like punishing myself.
0: Yeah, it's like so much work because you want to log everything and mm-hmm. get it all right and that's how I am with yeah. everything. And I know if I miss that once, if I miss one correction, I'm going to feel so bad like I can't believe I'm yeah. missing this data. So, so when she looks at it, she's not seeing all that. She's not saying, "Oh, you're overcorrecting for breakfast. You're, you know, you're undercorrecting for lunches." I'm usually pretty good where I, after a week or so I can figure this out. But in the past, she's just been able to look and say, okay, Craig, you're, you're having too many lows. Like, because she can look at my time and range. She can look at that. And that's kind of the reason why I'm on a Fresno now is because I was having so many lows on my Omnipod. And, you know, it's been much better now. I'm not having those lows. And so she's not that worried. Um, but that's was pretty much the extent of our, like, conversations. It was like, you're having Short too many lows. I say, "What should I do?" She said, "Eat more carbs after you work out." And then oh, yeah. I did that. And that's how I'm here now, alive and well. Breathing. Breathing. Thriving. So, as someone who has had the experience of an endocrinologist that made you really anxious, how did you overcome that?
1: I don't know. I was a kid. I think you have a good question this is the first time I've really broken it down I'm wondering if my fear of when I had but no but the thing is I'm not scared of going now at all I don't have anxiety going to the endo now
0: do you think it's because
1: but I I do you you know what I will say this yes I don't trust them and another terrible thing am I gonna are people gonna say things about what I'm about to say probably I prefer to have oh god <laughs> I would rather have a st- stupid endocrinologist like a dumb endo who just does whatever I say and who will fill whatever I ask them to fill rather than like some annoying dog. you say annoying
0: <laughs> you've already we already know your opinion when you say annoying
1: what <laughs> so just you know I'd rather like when I do get these endos that I don't really agree with I'm like well you know what at least they're dumb and I can tell them to write a prescription for this and they're not going to question me and it's not for anything crazy it's like for them to say that I test over the amount of times that I test so that I can have a backup of test strips it's little stuff like that but I'd rather so I do meet some people and I do my first thought is can I get them to do what I want or are they going to challenge me? And if they're going to challenge me, I'm probably going to go find the next one. But challenge me in like an annoying way.
0: Yeah.
1: Not like a good, This I'm not like putting my health at risk by not wanting. because Like, like
0: the way I challenge you to
1: change my mindset. Because, because make your life better. Because these doctors under Medi-Cal just aren't cutting it for me. And there's nothing I can do about it. So I think I've come to terms with like, well, as long as I find one that will do what I what I need, then that's enough for me.
0: Which is right, your prescriptions. Yeah. So if your endocrinologist isn't giving you these, I don't know, feedback on your numbers. Who is? Who is, if anyone? You. Me?
1: Me. Myself.
0: I mean, do do you take time to look at what? No. Okay.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Okay. I could have guessed that, but. You
1: know that. But I'm like, it's not like every, you know what I mean? I don't wake up at 400. I'm like, eh. like I care about my numbers and I'm constantly yeah. trying to stay in range. So because of that, I, it is not just like, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Like, no, I'm a constantly making sure. But you're sure. not
0: taking time to step back and look at the big picture no. of.
1: no, no.
0: Do you ever look at your
1: clarity? No. no.
0: Do you look at your... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So how do you know how well you're doing?
1: Well, I'm not going to say my A1C. You already said it. But my A1C. My my daily numbers. What do you mean when I look at? My daily, my dailies.
0: Okay. So you just at the end of the day you look at it and you're saying, oh no, this I was mean, a pretty no, day. I I do day. think
1: like say there's a week where I but keep waking up question. high yeah. I do notice that I'm waking up high I'm not like oblivious to what's going on. And
0: then what do you do? Most
1: and then I ch- I, I I either I hire I raise my landlord I to hire <laughs> fix you. I go on fiverr.com and
0: <laughs> endocrinologist <laughs> on fiverr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's stuff and where CBD. I, I mean, this is why the community is so important to me and why you and James are so important to me because I'll say, look, I'm high every morning and you go, why don't you get an extra unit of Atlantis?" And I say, okay. And then I do. And then it works. I've never been in a spot where I'm like, oh my God, I'm really struggling or I'm suffering from this thing and I can't fix it. And I like feel helpless because I don't have anyone to help me.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, then again, I'm not saying that I don't wish I had an endo that I like that you have. Like I would love that. I have nothing against doctors. I'm in the position that I'm in right now with the care that I'm given right now it's like pointless to try to find this like amazing doctor who i'm gonna have this amazing relationship with that's just not gonna happen with my circumstances yeah so i'd rather just find someone who to a certain extent knows what they're doing and can get me the shit that i need one day would i love a peter and am peters to myself yeah of course It's nothing against doctors i don't think i know more than them maybe more than my knows now But this is just like a weird, this is just like, I mean, I just got a Medi-Cal, what, two years ago?
0: Something like that. Yeah, the, the, the,
1: the majority of my life I've had really amazing doctors. And this is the first time I haven't. And I've kind of felt like I've needed to fend for myself.
0: And you use the community. Yeah. Which I think a lot of us do, even with good doctors, because...
1: Yeah, I'd rather people's advice who are diabetic and who are going through what I'm going through rather than a doctor who, I it, mean, it doesn't know.
0: When you know, it wasn't my endocrinologist; it was uh, a CDE. Actually, her husband in the same clinic who was
1: we get it They're was
0: uh, running a clinical study. James and I were both in as the one who connected the two of us initially. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was because we were both training for the same marathon and you know both were the same age gender class class (laughs) uh and he he (laughs) thought we could chat And, and now look and us being able to talk about running even though my endocrinologist treats a lot of patients, type one who are athletes, it's different being able to talk to someone with type one right. about these things and say, what would you do if you're about to start a 20 mile run and your blood sugar is this and hearing a bunch of other people, not just one person. This isn't just like, James, tell me what I should do when I do that. It was talk to James, talk to someone else, talk to someone else, and then use those you know, those uh, data points to try things and figure out what works for me. I think
1: the community does that a lot now. And it's the same thing, like when I get prescribed because of my insurance, when I do get prescribed these insulins that I've never heard of, the first thing I do, because Googling isn't not going to tell me shit about the way these, no. insul- you know what I mean? The first thing I do is post on Instagram asking if anyone else has used this insulin and how it works for them and if they prefer it or if they don't want it. And that's what I base my decisions off of
0: what decision
1: like this is why I haven't touched my basaglor yet the long acting they gave me and why I still get my lantus from someone else because of what they told me and I, I trust people who have used it rather than yeah the world your wide doctor. web or your the doctor prescribing it yeah yeah well they have no choice they can't prescribe me anything else oh. that anyway but I do think the community, online community is really good at asking for advice right now. Yeah. It's what we're here for.
0: It's kind of like what this podcast is in a sense. Yeah. I don't know what service we're providing. So many. So many. We can't even list them all.
1: Mm-mm.
0: That'll, that'll be, be a whole nother episode. That'll be episode 20. <laughs> yeah. All the great things we've given you.
1: We bring to the table.
0: Yeah. Out of Range is a production of Betacell and it's produced by me and Laura.
1: Craig does all of our recording and editing.
0: Subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get Out of Range downloaded automatically on your phone every week.
1: Love what we do? Support us on Patreon and we'll send you some swag. Visit patreon.com forward slash Betacell for more info. I'm Craig. I'm Laura.
0: And this is Out of, Out of range. range.
1: You'd think we'd have that memorized. Oh
0: Hey everyone! You've uh, listened this long. The uh, credits are already over. I don't know why you're still listening. Oh
1: my god! We've never. I don't want to be. This is like that final episode of Stranger Things.
0: But if you're if you're listening this long, clearly you're a fan of the show, and you just you just can't get enough. You
1: Can't turn this off.
0: So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Beta we're gonna put up some exclusive. I don't know what you call them. Outtakes.
1: Oh. Bloopers?
0: Kind of bloopers, I guess. Oh, like
1: little tidbits. Things that didn't make it
0: into this episode.
1: We say a lot of things. I mean, there's not much editing that goes on in the show, but there are a lot of conversations. there is There there are things that just do not. There are things that
0: we have to cut. Yeah. But we're going to give those to you.
1: As a gift.
0: As a gift. (laughs) For supporting us on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash beta cell. And... Then you also get to listen to us on Out of Range After Dark.
1: Now we should play more credits and then talk again. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Love you guys.